That's her! She's the imposter! Shoot her! It's me, you idiot. That sounds like Barbara. Barbara. Tell me where we first met. All right, you little maggots. You're listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. I'm Scarface, and here's my dummy, Josh. Yes, Mr. Scarface, and joining me is... My name is Knuckles. Unlike Sonic, I don't chuckle. I'm just Jan. <laughs> just Jan. And this week's episode is called Nothing Shocking. And uh, do any of you want to do the little uh, like fake recap? Because I, I don't know if I have one in me this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have three plots going on. Uh, the, the most pertinent one is that um, Dick's... Uh, Bullock's former partner is suspected of Moida because he was seen at Barbara Keene's club killing two of his former uh, police associates. So Gordon Bullock uh, investigate, and it turns out that there's another copycat. Clayface? No, not Clayface. It is um, Jane Cartwright, uh, otherwise known and as revealed to be... Pause for Jan's, you know, gasp of shock. Jane Doe! <laughs> And uh, that's 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 plot A. Plot B is uh, Penguin and Riddler are tooling around getting their submarine ready when Sacre Bleu, Mister Pin returns with a suitcase. But ah, what's inside that suitcase? Oh, it's nobody you've ever heard of. Just the dummy Scarface. And it turns out that Pin was his ventriloquist all along, or at least when we didn't see him after he presumably died. Um, so Robin Lord Taylor is constantly shocked about that subplot. Um, and in plot C, we have uh, Bullock, uh, not Bullock, Bruce and Alfred investigating in the sewers, uh, people attacking other citizens of Gotham. And uh, this this was presumably their version of K- Killer Croc, right? Like, I'm not overthinking that. They, they they said in an interview that, like, they never got a chance to do Killer Croc, but they have someone that's kind of like him. Like, so, like, it's not Killer Croc, but they said that, like, this was, like, the closest that the they were going spirit, to be able to get. Spirit of Killer Croc. Because that's what I was thinking was going to be in the sewer. And then it was just like a zombie, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so they basically fight a giant guy who has sharp teeth. Um, and it he turns out that. Giant. And it turns out that, like, at the end, uh, Alfred was the one to, to insist that they go into this investigation because he wants to make amends for the destruction of Wayne Manor. Um, so those are I felt bad guys. that your house blew up, Mr. B, so I wanted us to go into the sewer and fight zombies. Mr. B, does he, does he not know his name? <laughs> Master, Master B. Master B. <laughs> Must be. He's not like a Michael Goff from Michael Returns, Mister Wayne. Oh. So those are those are our three plots for the episode. Um, what do we think of them? Well, one thing's for sure: nothing was shocking. <laughs> Jan, what, you, you seem pretty pretty excited. So, what, what yeah, you yeah. I think Jan was the most enthused of the three of us, like for once. I I thought they were gonna go. So they open up, and then there's the Scarface reveal, and I was like, "Yes!" Because you know it's they're they're throwing everybody in this last season. So every time I see a new a new lesser villain, I get excited. Um, and then I saw them do Jane Doe, and that for me felt like it came right out of left field. But how they did it to me, in my opinion, was really good, um, especially since they were able to um, fudge it with the Indian Hill stuff. And then we got to the third plot, and I was like, 
Oh and then it wasn't there, and then I was just like, oh, oh well, okay. This I got two out of three. And then the Elton John's was it Elton John? What? Was two out of three ain't bad. Oh, uh, oh, meat, meat, meatloaf, yeah. meatloaf. Was it meatloaf? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah, Donovan? That's not an Elton John song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's meatloaf. Oh, wow, that is Meatloaf. Okay, yeah, so, like, Meatloaf songs started playing in my head. And that was it. That, I, I really, I really, 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 really liked the Jane Doe storyline. I can't even say how much. Like, I just loved it so much. Like, how they did it and everything. Although I was, it really explains, it takes out a lot of the technical aspects of how she does it in the comic books and makes it like more condensed and easier to apply to screens. So I can't even be upset about the whole chameleon thing. Oh, you're talking about like, like, like the doubles, like, like the, you know. Like how she touched them and then turned into them. Yeah. yeah. Like, like an animal. even bad. Yeah. the young adult like scholastic novel of like this episode where like you flip the bottom of the pages and you see uh jane doe morph into dixon barbara king to learn barbara i must become barbara (laughs) (laughs) oh no the yurks (laughs) high five (laughs) i've never read that series that was after my I read like one or two of them, but I listened to an episode of like Q No A where like Donovan and Harry were talking about apparently like the like series like ends like really darkly with like some of the kids dying yes. and like the author's like yeah it's stuck, war uh, stuck in the thing stuck in the animal body right yeah that was at the end of the first uh, novel that one of them got stuck in their animal animal morph but um uh, yeah yeah th- 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 thanks for the pimpage Josh <laughs> um but but it, it did remind me that because like the way that like uh, Jane Doe because I don't know in the comics, I think she's just like a. How does she do in the comics? Is she like a chameleon where she just puts she, on people's clothes? She puts on their. She makes her body. She adjusts her body to fit the structure of whatever, whoever she's parodying. Mm-hmm. And then she also puts on like prosthetics to become them. Right. Like she's like really good at it. So, like I said, I was really. I couldn't. I couldn't expect them to have. Um, the funding to put give her up like that kind of lab where she's making up this sort of this sort of thing. So just having her shed her skin and all that made more sense to me for the show itself mm. and Indian Hill. I'm so glad that Indian Hill is just still getting they're still using it instead of like, man, we're gonna make up some whole other thing from this whole other thing. And then use that, and you, we would have been sitting here like they could have just used Indian Hill. <laughs> yeah, Indian Hill like just went from this like unexplained plot thread from season one to like now like the like how did you get this power? Oh, Hugo Strange in Indian Hill, and it's like oh well okay then. <laughs> See, Hugo Strange is the gift that keeps on giving. He's in the background counting his money, dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, being, I remember being so frustrated in season one because there's that episode where like the Maronis and the Falcons are like having this like meeting at like a dock and like they're trading land and like Penguin like whispers something to like Maroni or like Falcon or I I don't remember whose side Penguin was on at that point because he switched so many times that season. It's like oh 
I want Indian Hill. You don't want Indian Hill. That's just an ancient Indian burial ground. Yes, but there's secrets there. And then, like, it was never addressed for the rest of season one. And I was like, when are we going to find out about Indian Hill? And during one of the press <laughs> things, like, they told me, don't worry, you'll see in season two. And boy, did and I ever. Oh, my God, I wish I didn't find out. <laughs> in other news, BD Wong has signed on for Gotham. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode, I have mixed feelings. To start off with, it, it's my least favorite one of the season so far. And I feel bad for saying that because this is one of the extra episodes. And like. Yeah, this is filmed it, after they finished the season, right? Th- this was filmed after like they did the series finale. After like, you know, like, spoiler alert for the series finale, Bruce becomes Batman. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, like <laughs> what? How dare you! <laughs> I said that really quickly because, like, I was like, if I don't finish the sentence fast, Jan thinks I'm gonna like actually spoil something. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, Batman. like, <laughs> surprise, surprise, I'm Batman in disguise. Um, oh God, yeah, like this was they like because they wanted enough epi- they wanted 100 episodes for like syndication and stuff, but they were only getting 98 and they were fighting for like more episodes like behind the scenes like for most of the season and as they were filming the uh like series finale they got like the green light before they shut down production they do two more episodes and this is one of those two more but the problem is like these this episode and the next one they have to exist in like a very strange place because you can't advance the plot you have to like leave everything like where you left it. You can't do anything major. So the solution to this was they kind of uh, made these episodes like this episode, in my opinion, like it's a little bit of fan service, not only for the crew, but for like, you know, the fans too. like, OK, well, if we're going to instead of just doing a random Falcon is a week old man filler thing, let's bring back dicks from season one that tie into Harvey's backstory, which was cool and do something that they didn't have a chance to do like uh bring back uh pen is the ventriloquist which um he actually approached like the producers about this like a while ago like and said hey oh, really? if like if if you want to make my character the ventriloquist and he says he said that like he even has like the talent to be a ventriloquist like uh like that wasn't adr or anything that was like him doing it and and you could see his like uh his lips move like when he's doing scarface but that was still cool um, so it's a little bit of fan service that way, but on the one hand too, like Riddler and Penguin are exactly where they were at the end of the episode, where they were at the beginning and other stuff too. Like the plot is not really advanced, but they can't advance the plot. But at the same time too, like the only other solution would have been for them to have less episodes. So I'm glad that or they had the more flash episodes. Change, change the timeline by time traveling. So everything's back where they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> to, to just do a dream episode like you know or something where like <laughs> or do another future episode like <laughs> they should have made the finale a three part well never mind never mind never mind well i, I wanted uh, to say that like um let's kind of give my, my thoughts on this. so this reminded me in a way of dragon ball z uh, because like <laughs> you better explain yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so like my favorite. For like five episodes. Yeah, exactly. So like so like my favorite storyline in Dragon Ball Z, if you've listened to the Next Dimension, is the Android slash Cell Saga. And in that, you know, there's a Super Saiyan from the future. He comes and warns them about killer robots. It's a ripoff of Terminator. So for three years, the characters train. And, you know, in the manga and the timeline, it's, it's like five episodes or whatever, but there is space for filler. So they can't show 
certain events are happening. Like, like they don't actually show Vegeta becoming Super Saiyan, whatever. They just show the characters training. There is one famous episode uh, where, as, as opposed to any plot advancement, Goku's wife Chi Chi needles him to get a driver's license, and it's a pretty famous episode because it's pretty comedic and popular. But it <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with the storyline. It's just you. I, I'm tired of walking to the grocery store, get, get a driver's license so you can drive me around. Um, and this kind of reminded me of that. We're like, it's fine, you know. <laughs> I was, you know, we brought back a season one tangent with the Spirit of the Goat. Um, I wasn't like hating what I was seeing, but like it was very much like it reminded me of episode two with with Poison Ivy of this season, where the No Man's Land thing is. I don't think it's even it's even referenced. It's, it's like you know Bullock and Gordon, like you know what's going on, Barbara. We're here to investigate this murder. It's, it's like surely there's something more interesting going on. What do you mean it's not referenced? They reference it throughout the episode. <laughs> Do they? Well, I, mean, I guess it is like when the bridge was blue, well, which is everyone, like, everyone talks about. But Barbara's like, is it true that when like the that when like you know No Man's Land like is like closed forever and Gotham opens back up, they're gonna arrest me? Oh no! <laughs> By the way, how do these handcuffs look on you? And then like uh, Bullock, like ever since the bridge is blue, I haven't checked on dicks. Like, I suppose that's, that's true. I, I guess I was, in my mind, I was thinking about like him talking on the radio and then like talking about rations and like you know people getting food and stuff. That that kind of thing in my mind. But like, yeah. I guess that's, I guess it's. it's True. If they did that, I'm pretty sure you would have been like, "God, they keep. We already know." <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. They do say ever since the bridge is blue, like like at, a lot of times this season, Every like episode. that's become the new Falcone is a weak old man or like JSA baby. But the thing is, like, like No Man's Land is a constant, so I get it. I, I don't, I don't. I, I take the answer point, but I don't know if I would have complained that like they referenced it because that's they did that in the comics. Every episode, every issue was that. My my, oh. my point is that like. Um, this this did feel like this could have been in any season of Gotham, ultimately. But that's fine. I'm, I'm not saying it, yeah. for that reason it sucks. It, it was just it was just an observation. Like I I wasn't offended by anything in this episode. Um um I don't have really any connection to Jane Doe as because because that was a character that like was to me really familiar in like the late 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 era. Like I remember her popping up a lot when Dick Grayson was Batman and Damian was Robin. Well, he is still Robin, but like you know, and that's fine. But like. Uh, I'm much more of a Scarface fan. Up in, um, she also popped up in the New Fifty Two, which is where I was introduced to her because she, I hadn't read the stuff before them. She is, yeah. She had yeah. a really, she yeah. a really good arc. Um, but, what what title is that? Bullock. Well, you cut out what? I think it was with Bullock too. Um, I don't know if it was Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the Dark Knight. I think it was Detective Comics. Maybe. Um, Get up. Because I remember all the Batman she, stuff. She was also created by uh, Dan Slott, who was like a Spider-Man writer that Donovan and I uh, like reviewed his books <laughs> for many, many, many years on like another podcast. Um, but no, yeah, like like I we could talk about the Scarface thing because that's that's a whole thing. Um, I thought this episode was fine. Uh, I I like it better than I do like I do the second episode of the season, but like after. Uh, you know the craziness of Bane, sort sort of, or Proto Bane, or or um, Shane West, and then like the whole thing with Jeremiah. This did kind of feel like like a calmer, a calmer episode in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scarface was like what was a fun thing to do with an extra episode, and I, I guess we can talk. We, we want to talk about Scarface first. That's like sure <laughs> one of one of the shortest plots too, because um, I, I said before. Um, that like, I don't know if I said this when we were recording or before we started recording, but you could like sum up that Scarface fought in like 
three seconds. Like he he shows up. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm going to take over. I'm going to take the treasure and kill Penguin. And then Riddler like puts on like a sonic device and then uh, Penguin shoots Scarface and Riddler shoots. What, what, what was that him. thing that Riddler did? I, I, I couldn't tell what that was about. He he put on he put like a sonic device or like something like a noise device on that uh that that, that bothered Penn and Scarface so Penguin was able to gain the upper hand. Everyone knows that Scarface's uh, greatest weakness is sonic sonic vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> Scarface looked good. Like like I will yeah. give them that. Uh, oh my god! Yes. Yeah, and like. People were. I remember people on Reddit like saying last year, like, like they were like, "Is Penn gonna become uh, the ventriloquist?" Because uh, he does have that like Arnold Wrestler like look and kind of like demeanor about he, him. He looks and sounds just like him. Yeah. So, like, I thought that that was a little ridiculous because that was like at the same time when people were like, "Is Martine gonna become Emperor Penguin from this like random book? Is Penn gonna become the ventriloquist? Is like, <laughs> is Jeremiah gonna become Two Face? Like, sh- th- th- there, there was like a whole. Is Penguin oh, gonna become the Joker? Also- <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> that was also when was, is everyone going to become Harley Quinn? So I was I had like no time for this ventriloquist talk at the at the moment, but uh. <laughs> Um, I, I like this, but like, yeah, uh, for DC Universe, the uh, the app, I have to like write little summaries of Gotham on this like Friday like weekly thing. And when I summed up the Scarface thing, like, I, I struggled to like make it more than like three or four sentences because <laughs> uh, th- there really was nothing to that plot. But I think it was my favorite part of the episode, and I especially love Robin Lord Taylor and Corey Michael. Smith's like reaction to when the puppet comes out and like the looks that they I've seen faces from Robert Taylor in this episode that I've never seen in any any other episode because he's just like so incredulous. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> like his eyes like bulged out of his head. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't go the Indian Hill route with like Penn. It's like, Penn, how did you survive? Well, and then he proceeds to to not explain how he survived. He's like, I woke up and I found a puppet. Like like, no, he said he woke up, patched himself up, hid in a toy store, and then found the puppet. But, but woke still, this doesn't explain how he survived, though. Like, he did he it woke up in the first place. That's the thing. He, he was pretty dead. <laughs> he said he woke up in the morgue, though, so he he was dead. Yeah. But, it, it, not, not, but not only was he, like, dead, like, it, in the episode where he dies, like, he clearly not only dies, but, like, his body was still in there when, like, Haven blew up. So he's, like, double dead. Yeah, I, I think at this point, because especially because they already finished the season, it's like, who cares? Um, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense, <laughs> but, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a fun, I, I hesitate to say plot hole, because that word has lost all meaning because of some people on the internet, like, but it, it's a fun plot inconvenience to make fun of, but I'm not, like, saying Gotham should be canceled because of it. <laughs> because it's too late for that. <laughs> yeah. We need to cancel Gotham. Did you see that massive plot hole? It's already canceled. We'll cancel it again! <laughs> <laughs> Double cancel it. Forget that sixth season. That was going to be, like, a surprise cliffhanger. Oh, God. If only. <laughs> you guys would, like, well, Dawn would die. But I'd be so happy. <laughs> considering how much i bitch about the show <laughs> i love it so much oh very mixed <laughs> let me let me let me talk about this just real quick as a quick tangent so like um i was speaking at my former writing professor's like class about comics journalism because he, he runs like a comic culture class at, which is like an honors honors class and we're talking we're talking about 
you know, like like journalism and the, the things I've talked about invo- involving like race and the history of comics and gender representation. And then in the middle of this, this is a, this is a college class. This is a university class, mind you. In the middle of all yeah. this, he says, "So, because I gave an episode of Q and A to listen to, so he says, oh yeah, you and your' what, what, what was your co-host's name? I was like, Harry. Yeah, Harry. You guys are really dogging on Gotham. I like Gotham. And I was stunned silent. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I have a problem with how they depict the, the citizens and stuff. And I, and I, I, I certainly don't I certainly like things about it. And then he was just like, but Penguin and Riddler are so cool. (laughs) So my commentary is, is forever useless. (laughs) So cool. Sometimes. Sometimes they're cool. Um, the side, they're ridiculous. The side story was a good, like Nick Mobble pot, like shipper moment too. Cause at the end it's like, we're made for each other. Like that, that like villain thing that they always use for them. Yeah, the string thing. And then they made out over the dead puppet body. They might as well because like it does end with like them laughing maniacally as it as it often does. They could have done that. It's canon. Um, that that girl on Twitter who I'm friends with, that's like a big Martine fan. She like had this theory that Penguin had the mute uh hench person because it reminded him of Martine, which I. I'm done. I'm done with that. Let's move on. Well, I, I, I think in terms of like the Scarface thing, I have mixed feelings because it's not Arnold Wesker, which is good because they killed him off. But it is like, to me, it's, it is... Oh, oh, oh. Sorry? He did call Arnold, though, on accident like three times. I, like, I think it was like once, but like... But yeah, they, they did Arnold, it. Like Arthur. Right. It's a pin... Arnold Arthur, um, yeah, he did it like three times. I don't. I, I mean, I guess it's fine because because it's not it's not Arnold, it's not the classic scarf uh, ventriloquist, but they're <laughs> still doing that. Like you know, it's like yes, Mister Scarface. Like because they've had other ventriloquists before. I remember. I'm remembering like the 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 woman ventriloquist that Paul Dini created, um, who wasn't like Arnold Wesker. It was a different kind of personality. Yeah, um, no, she was both that thing. Well, I mean, there's also like the one that Gail Simone created, um, which I hated. Uh, which I think, like, seriously, did kind of hint at sexual whatever. Um, but I, my, my yeah, point, but you, you could also like theorize that you know now that um, West that uh, Penn is dead, that like Arnold Wesker like finds the puppets and like rebuilds him and becomes the new ventriloquist, but. Well, I, I, I don't like that know, this theory like, as much because Penn was Wesler through and through, just with a different name. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It is. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what I'm complaining about. It's, it's it's a little odd that like a character who's just like another. Honestly, it's just like the uh, the Batwoman thing for you, Josh. Where it's like, oh, there's Kathy Kane. She's also very much like, or she, there's Kate Kane. She's just very much like Kate, Kathy Kane or whatever. We're like, if they're going, to, I mean, they're not implying that Arnold Wesker is actually out there. They're referencing him, but if there's a possibility, like like in the you know post Batman future that he'll show up, it's it's a freaking coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Did you just throw Pen into Slaughter Swamp? Yeah, just make another Solomon Grundy, Solomon Pendy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> the, the actor um is very 
big on Gotham, like fan Twitter, like stuff, like, like he interacts with a lot of the fans on Twitter. So he, he's very involved with the community. And, uh, <laughs> a lot of people are like, you lied to us. You said you were dead. He's like, I had to sign a contract. I had no choice. I had to make you all think I was dead. But like he, he's, ans- he, he's like been posting lots of behind the scenes pictures and talked about how, um, it like this was his idea to come back and do it, and the producers like accepted it. So I, I thought that that was cool. Um, he has an interview with um another Gotham podcast called I think they're called Gotham TV podcast. I follow them on Twitter, and I've like spoken to them a few times. I haven't had a chance to listen to the interview yet, but like I've listened to some of their other interviews that have been good. They're based in the UK, um, and then they had to talk with him. Mm. Well, you you interviewed him, right? I interviewed him over the summer um, for an article for Fanside where, like, it was just basically like a Gotham hype article. He's like, no one's safe. Anyone could die. He, 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 even me, because he dies in the third episode. And, and, <laughs> and again, in the seventh episode. Yeah, yeah. He, he joined a very exclusive club called, like, Died Twice on Gotham. <laughs> oh, it's true. And you, and you laughed at my comparison to Dragon Ball Z. Like, like several characters have died and come back to life. Yeah, uh, Butch, um, Fish Moon, Galavan, Jerome, Fish, Fish, Pen, Pen. Uh, I I know that there's more. I'll probably like remember more later. Uh, was Shane West dead when when uh, Jimmy Murray showed up? No, he 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 was still breathing. They left him for dead. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have that much else to say about that ventriloquist plot because it's <laughs> it was very very much like like if you would have just spliced all that scenes together like they never even like left that room. Is it strange because it's it's like if you're going if you're going to do ventriloquist then have them be like 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 a actual you know like like season threat but then again it's like you know but but I was always complaining that they always threw the villains in there well before Batman was established and then it wasn't yeah. him. So like I, I, I think this is the villain that, that inclusion that broke me. I, I gave up on the idea of this being a Batman prequel sometime in season three. Like now, now when like a villain shows up that's like already around Bruce's Batman, I'm like, okay, this this is just another reality. This is not like a prequel in my eyes anymore, and it hasn't been for a few years. Yeah, they've gone full on Smallville where they're introducing like you know, like they might as well do Owl Man, and Owl Man would be like you know Thomas Wayne Gordon, and it would be like Gordon's doppelganger. <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> he just flies into the window and goes, JCPD! <laughs> really all I'm picturing right now. And everyone's like, you're not even a cop. <laughs> oh, God. And like, all he says is JCPD like a, like a Pikachu. <laughs> and Ben McKenzie turns his head fully like around just like an owl does. Hoot! <laughs> Hoot! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Bullet, it's my exact double, and he's so handsome. <laughs> Did you see that picture where, like, Ben McKenzie and Marina Bacaran for like their kid's birthday party, they wore like adult diapers? <laughs> I did see that. Send it to me. That I actually enjoyed it because I was like, if they tried to keep doing it, it would have just, it would have just been like, I don't know. I like that they ended it before it went on too long. And we're just like, why are they still doing this? Because they do that with a lot of people. So the way like he just shot him, then I was just like, oh, good. This, this storyline is over. I wonder what's going to happen next episode. 
because it's the final season. They already jumped the shark when they had freaking uh, Jerome have a secret twin brother who became the Joker. I mean, after that, <laughs> anything, after that, anything you complain about, I. <laughs> Eh. We've we've had two jokers in this show. Two. Not one, two. So I'm when it comes to like villains and how they handle them, I kind of like I don't care anymore. Especially since they just reamed Rachel Ghoul in the ass <laughs> Barbatine. So Yeah. So you're saying that like um it's cool that they appear uh, but it doesn't matter because it's not going to be done as to the best to the best of its quality. I feel that the way that they did that they did Scarface as like a psychological break after nearly like a near death experience was awesome because he's been suppressing all. Basically, they two faced him, and he pushed himself through through a doll, a dummy. So. Um, and then, like later, you saw him become one with uh, the the other the other um, personality, and he realized that he was speaking for himself. So that was cool. Versus them actually trying to do an actual Scarface, which would have been sad because then they would have actually killed Scarface. Yeah, it's kind of like the magpie thing, where it's like, oh, there's magpie, oh, there's not. Um, it's, this is oh, yeah, flashback. they're killing oh, lots of villains. Was so annoying. Magpie isn't even like impactful, is she? Does she do anything? She really or isn't. Does, like, is it, she like D-list? She's 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 D-list. Like, she really is like not. She's not one of the major characters. But at the same time, to me, it's like, oh, cool, another part of Batman's history, Rose Gallery, that you know we can imply the whole fight later on. Oh, never, never mind. He never even meets her. Like, I have a very like conflicting emotion from that because it, to me, it's like, I've... go ahead. I'd never even heard of Magpie until like, what is it? What's her face? Uh, what is her name? Aaron Richards oh. said that Barbara was supposed to be Magpie earlier. In, um, uh, Which would have been really weird in post crisis, like when they were kind of you know when they did kind of redid continuity and, and they showed Batman and Superman meet for the first time. Magpie is a character that like because I think that she comes from Gotham, then ends up in Metropolis. So like that's her biggest story, and they reference her later on. It's actually referenced in the, the Superman Batman Public Enemies movie that like whatever happened to her, she died, and like Superman's like why don't the good villains always die? <laughs> they say she died, but then they forgot that she died because she showed up and um a Batman storyline afterwards where like she's killed off again, just like, just like on Gotham people where people die twice. That was a really weird time period. Cause they were killing lots of villains off like twice. Like they, they killed, killed off, off they killed off uh, Scarface and Ventriloquist. Yeah. They killed off links and they forgot that they killed her off. So they killed her off again in like the same story. <laughs> yeah. And then the funny thing like, is, hold on, hold on. was it like all the same writer or was it different writer? Writers writing the same storyline. Different writers and <laughs> they weren't communicating then. No, oh, that that that's comics. But the funny thing is, so like, there's a story. Lynx gets her head cut off. Like she's dead, dead. She is beheaded, and then like a Robin story opens up where like Robin finds her dead body with a head still attached. Like, oh no, a mysterious person just killed Lynx, 
and it's Cassandra Kane is is uh, the one that did it. And like a few years later, when they tried to explain like why Cassandra Kane was evil and like tie in all the continuity errors, they explained the whole Lynx thing with like a really stupid sentence where then they put Lynx through a mystical ceremony to bring her back to life just so they could kill her again. What? <laughs> where's that? Where's that? that page? That page is that that page is famous. Like what was it? It was like. It was, it was like Batgirl something. It's like it's like a page of like Nightwing, like giving you like the entire history of Cassandra Kane. It is the most expositiony page in like Batman history. I can't find that, yeah, because it's 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 pretty damn bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love I, I do love that moment of like Pen as Scarface, like breaking down and then like switching to his Pen voice, like you never respected me. And I love I love typical Oswald, just like not seen. The other point of view, he's like, remember all of our good times together? And it's like, shut up, dude. You're going to make him more angry. Like, remember how we starved together? It's like, you gave your dog steak while Penn starved. Yeah, and you could, I like that he, they were, they were, he was so good at switching between like being Penn and Scarf. Like the, the switch was instantaneous. It was beautiful. Like just watching him was really good. I was so, I was, there was immersion there. I was there. And I was like, oh my god, this this dummy looks so good. And then like his lips weren't moving some of the time. Most of the time his lips weren't moving. It was like the back of his throat. You could see him like frogging it. You could see his neck. Yeah. It was cool. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. I was geeking out like hardcore. I I just I don't know. That's awesome. He pulled the dummy out of the box. Like he's he pulled the box down and I was like, hold on. What is this? This is not. And then he pulled the, the dummy out, and I was like, ah! I screamed. I screamed in the car. I was in the car. Yeah, I thought I, that I, like, I started driveway, but I was screaming in the car. <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was it was it, it had become public knowledge that like he by this point because they were they were pretty uh, forward on Twitter. But he said that like he stayed off stayed off of that. So like that's that's cool. That was a surprise. Oh yeah, see that that was a weird thing because like Futon critic. They left him off of the guest cast list, and usually they'll have like the complete guest cast, even if it's a spoiler. Like, like they've like they they've like revealed stuff with the guest cast list before that's like supposed to be spoilers. And then like the promo, he wasn't in the promo, but Fox releases like a bunch of images for like each episode as promotion, and they released a buttload of images of like Ventriloquist and Scarface. I was like, okay, I guess we're not going to make this like a surprise moment, but it was weird because it's like. <laughs> they promoted it in like one place but like kept it a secret in the others I found the page she had League Mystics restore Lynx dead since the game war then killed her again <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, I know that? right <laughs> so good <laughs> I remember reviewing that comic for TVU. Like that was. Well, I think to talk about the plot, I think ultimately there's 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 it's another version of these characters. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Uh, to a hardcore fanboy who can be who can you know do no right, it's a little weird. But like, it's not outside the realm of what what they can do in this show. It's it just strikes me as odd sometimes, in terms of like you know mm-hmm. the magpie. Um, uh, Honestly, Lynx would have been an interesting character they could have, they might have been able to use. If they were bringing, you would have been mad. You would have been like, "I'm quitting the show forever, Josh." They use Lynx. 
You're right. But like but like I mean she was connected to like Edmund Dorrance. Well, Cassandra Kane as a love interest for Bruce is fine. Oh that I I, I, I would have I would have killed this show, all of you and then myself. <laughs> well, there was supposed to, I mean, thank Christ they never they never got to Shiva because they they, they would have they would have ruined her. Yeah, look what they did to Rachel Ghoul. Exactly. Somebody posted um on Kevin's wall the other day, like uh like some like picture of uh Alexander Sadiq and they were like, I stand him so much and like um and then I said, Oh yeah, like he he's always like one of my favorite interview moments, like but and I'll always respect the actor even though he was robbed as Roz. And they were like, What do you mean I'm robbed as Roz? And I was like, Well, <laughs> Let me tell you about the character he was billed to play and the character he actually played. And the character who well, killed him. Done, Barbara. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about uh, zombies in the sewer? Like, just to get that out of the way. I actually really like that one, too. Oh, that's what I wanted to say about this episode. I know it wasn't like a, um, a plot-moving episode, but I did feel like it was definitely a character development episode like a character study episode where you got to learn more about the characters i really like those kind of episodes because you had um you learn more about mr pen ish you learned how he really felt um you learned about um bullock and how he started and more about how he started and then you learned, of course, you there was more Bruce and there was this actually not Bruce. It was Alfred who got development in this episode. I that part I thought because the way it was going into it was like, you know, Bruce was like, you know, we should have ca- ta- called Gordon. He, he would have solved this problem legally split. And I know Master Bruce, you know, these people need to protect her. And he was like. You're right. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. This is good. This is good. What's really bothering you, Alfred? I feel bothered about your house, Master Wayne. You know, we're family. And I was like, what? We're... It's okay. I, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you like this, this, this Jan. And, and I think it's good that like they do do character building moments. I, I didn't like it. Cause, cause I felt it, it was, it was like, I, I, is it, is this really, you were, you were getting closer to the end of the series and, and why Bruce would have to become Batman. And I don't, I did not get the sense that Alfred felt so bad about the house that it kind of felt like, I don't know. It, it, it didn't sit with me personally. Um, I thought it was more, I thought it was a better illustration of, you know, Bruce becoming Batman rather than Alfred feels bad about the house. You know, that, that plot line is solved in one sentence, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it felt like his priorities were skewed, but feel free to disagree. I don't know. I mean, I do like that. Um, Alfred does have some it felt like when he said that it, it the shift focused to Alfred who rarely ever gets like the is the focal oh my god who is ever rarely the focal point of a storyline it's usually Bruce so it was kind of like his turn to get some um, development versus Bruce because he's always like the same person and then in this um well, he didn't exactly like change. You get to see more of how he's dealing with things, how he deals with things. Cause you know, he usually just buries it and he's like a badass, like, Oh yeah, you killed my friend. I punched you in the face. And you guys are so You're awesome. a child. 
Who killed his friend, dude? She killed him. It was a child who killed someone close. It's still a child, and and not only that, I would have like, punched her. I would have done more girl, too. Her, dude. I'm wondering if it they should have <laughs> I think we talked about that on the podcast at the time. I, like, I can't believe how horrified you guys are. This child killed somebody. Like punching her is nothing. She, she killed someone, but like he is the adult in the situation, and that is an underage girl. And the, there is no good look of like a grown man with military training punching a homeless underage yeah. girl. Just punching her. I, it's not like he grew up like Christmas pie, dude. I I I, I wonder if they should have done that because they they put such a big deal on Selena's no killer. You know, she this is not her. But like in season one, like like she's tossing people off the buildings, which which I thought was in character for her. But at the same time, it's, it's like if they're going to go over this whole dark Selena idea, then they don't have a lot of room. Then she's because she's already done it. So I'm wondering if that was a mistake in the long run. And, and the whole thing, like. She killed his friend, and, and, and I don't want to get into, like, a season one argument and, like, derail the entire episode, but, like, one point, too, is, like, this whole, well, that was Alfred's friend, that was Alfred's friend. The last time that Alfred had seen said friend, he stabbed Alfred in the gut yeah, screw with Alfred guy. bleeding out, li- leaving him for dead, like. <laughs> and yet he still cared about him, so that's a thing. And and, and, and the guy was going to, like, well... I, I, not kill Bruce, but like put Bruce in danger once he sobered up by like, I'm going to chill on you. <laughs> Can you do that again? I'm going to chill on you. <laughs> <laughs> I know Josh has to do that. <laughs> there, there are some like lines on this show that I'll never forget, like their delivery and their stuff. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be connected to another show like the same way. <laughs> I don't With, you put a lot of your life into this one. Yeah, but like I, I was saying, the Don um, on the phone the other day that like it's it's almost a good thing that it's ending now because like I'm so busy with like all of the other work and articles that I have to do now that like it's <laughs> this podcast is like getting like much harder to like keep up on like a weekly basis. So it's like, oh man, like I can't like maintain like Gotham the way that I used to. So like. It's almost good that we're saying. I don't have that much to say about this Bruce plotline because, like, it was like the least interesting plotline of the episode for me. Um, I was very man. It, like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. Oh my god, this is so stupid. Or like, why are they doing this? It's just I, I, I had no interest in the plot or like in Bruce doing a favor for this girl and like her family. Like I saw this episode twice and I'm still like, wait, so the girl wanted Bruce to find her family or something. Somebody on Twitter said like, why do people keep on going to this like teenage boy instead of the cops? That's what I said. It, it was like, it's not like he's like adult Bruce Wayne with power. He's still, you know, yeah. visibly young. Yeah, that part was confusing, but I was just like, eh, whatever. It's Gotham. Why, yeah, do, it's... People think, why do people keep thinking that, um, uh, Jim Gordon is a hero <laughs> because he takes on the credit. Two things: <laughs> he has like, saved the city, but he's also destroyed it too. He hasn't. He hasn't done half the stuff people thank him for. That's what kills me. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. It's Gotham. Let just. Where's my question? Wasn't why are people going to this small boy? My question was like, where is he getting the hair gel to fluff his hair up that high? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, do, do him and like the penguin have an agreement? Later on, there's an episode later on, and maybe it's like within like two episodes. His hair, to me, it's, it's like I've never seen Bruce Wayne's hair stand so tall ever, ever in my life. <laughs> He's Bart Simpson. Well, on Reddit, somebody said Barbara's showing how much time has passed, and then someone said Bruce's hair is Barbara's belly. Bruce's hair and Barbara's belly are in a race. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong. They are not wrong. <laughs> she found that she was pregnant the day after the procreation. Don't question the law. Let, let me ask. Let me ask a question. I think it's in the true. first half of the season, they've been doing a decent job, kind of showing Bruce's development. He's been a lot more proactive and stuff. You know, he's been carrying on a grappling hook for God's sake, which is a little silly. You know, he's been wearing this like this like trench coat. He's his 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 visual evokes Batman in a way, and he had that kind of like you know Batman nightmare. Uh, was it last, last year? Last year. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, with poison ivy. How do you think that's been maintained so far this season? I mean, do you do you, do you see like does him becoming Batman? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I would like to. I, I wish they were a lot more. You know, him and Alfred basically fight a supervillain on their own. It's nothing to do with them. It's like they, they're. Go- it's nothing to do with Selena. It's nothing to do with like you know the mystery of his parents. It's nothing to do with Indian Hill. It's to- totally them taking on something and being proactive to help save the city. And I thought that that was like, like this is a Bruce thing to do, but they it, it, it ended up it being more Alfred. Um, I don't know. I, I felt that like it was so obvious to comment on Bruce's journey that like I'm surprised they didn't. Did that strike anybody else as, as surprising? Not especially. Bruce <laughs> has been really good this season, and he's basically just Batman, except everybody knows he's Batman, and then he doesn't have a suit. That's all yeah, it people is. People go him for help. Yeah, it's like Bruce, come in just a second. I'm battling this grown ass man who's trying to kill me. <laughs> okay, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah, basically, this, this felt like a season one episode, and that like season one, the characters were in like separate universes that would like never intersect. Season like one had Bruce a lot of and tangents. Alfred, yeah, like Bruce and Alfred are in their own reality that like doesn't interact with like the Gordon, Barbara, Jane Doe reality, and like the uh, um, and like. <laughs> Like Nigma and and Oswald and like Penn, like they never even leave that room. It's like Barbara's apartment from season one or something. Like I mean, they probably just started no destroying has... stuff. Do you, I mean, do you know? Because like 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 they probably were low on money and low on sets and stuff by the time they finish everything. It might be money because yeah, like that. Um, like because I'm sure that that um, Penguin and Riddler like plotline was like very cheap to put together. Um, most of the sets were still there. Um, and I do know from like production and like stuff that I can't talk about too much, but like, I was able to see that like, uh, the siren set was still there after they filmed the, um, city hall was still there. The JCPD was still there. The like, uh, and also, they film on location sometimes on like random streets. Like, and I'm not mad that they didn't leave that room. It's just like it did remind me of like one of the things that annoyed me about season one, which is the characters like being in their own universes that never like connect. I didn't but feel I like did. they need for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Jane Doe, or, or like, do we have more to say about Bruce and not Killer Croc? I was so sad about that. I was so sad. <laughs> I was like, oh God, we're going to see Killer Croc. I wonder how ridiculous he's going to look. Random zombie. Oh. 
<laughs> that'd be funny if he had like a gator golf like mask on or something like he just looked as cheesy as possible like and like but like it's played completely straight with like alfred and bruce like look okay, okay, run alfred he's so scary <laughs> Rawr. Uh, it's just, uh, it was just very disappointing. <laughs> uh, I still, I don't know. I still like the story arc for what it was. <clears throat> That's cool. Because I don't feel like they can like really move it any further than it already moved so far. Because he's already going with, he's sneaking around like a ninja. Uh they sent him onto the roof by himself in that one thing where uh, Riddler was. They infiltrated the GCPD when Bane and his people were there. They sent him onto the roof by himself. They didn't send a professional, they sent a child. I always remember that. Um, so, yeah, basically, he just feels like Batman. I'm just waiting for the, the finale, I guess. I'm just glad that they kind of. Um, Alfred a little bit of time because he hasn't really gotten a lot of time this entire series. They still need to connect Bruce with bats, though. Um, so I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on them to do that. Like, I, I, like whether it's like you know a bat coming into his window, whether it's him falling down the well or whatever. Like, that's not really been a thing at all, and, and that's fine for most of the series. It's more Gordon, but like we're, we're running out of episodes. Like that has to be an inspiration. <laughs> they could have used one of these two extra episodes for that, but oh well. Thank you. At least they already did. They did the Zorro thing. They went back with that. That was nice. That's a, that's a to give him like the mask, the mask, um, like what inspired him to put on the mask, sort of thing. I mean, they didn't say it explicitly, but you know, it's it's implied. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going, are we about to, are we about to go, go on the the bullock thing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the bullock thing. Uh. Even that, I, I, I kind of like because this episode that probably has the most like interest in Bullock and kind of connecting it with his past. Like, like when his partner died, you saw him; it was really, it really affected him. And him, you know, he clearly didn't want to shoot Jane Doe and stuff. I don't know. It, what, what did you think about it, Jan? I really liked it, mostly because I liked the villain. Um, but I really also liked. Like I said, I liked how they went back to Indian Hill for her ability because her doing like all the extensive research and all the prosthetics would have been, it would have taken episodes. Um, But, or at least episodes, like a, at least a five minute soliloquy to explain a monologue. And she couldn't like become Anne Richards in two seconds in a hallway. Yeah, exactly. But what happened with... I was actually pretty surprised to see the guy show up at the beginning and slip the other two's throat, other two guys' throats. I was like, oh, this is the guy from that episode. Oh, oh, okay. That's the way to start an episode. I, And then we went back to the whole... They went in there, and yeah, it really did, the way that, when they went to his apartment, the way that Gordon broke it down, like, he tried to shoot us, and the uh, there's a bag packed here, and everything, 
I was like, yeah, no, this all makes sense. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not this cut and dry, but this makes sense that he would sit here and he seems really uh, guilty. And then what else was there? The whole Indian Hill thing where she was talking about how they basically sent her to jail or sent her to the asylum and then... She was experimented on. And how she talked about it was awesome because that would definitely do like a mental break. And then like uh, Bullock. See, here's the thing I really liked about it is where Bullock when you first talked to Dix in the was a season of the goat? Spirit of the goat. Spirit of the goat. Um, when you first interact with him he said you need to be careful with him he's a good kid and he's a loose cannon basically they said he was like jim gordon is supposed to be and so this kind of gave him it gave you more of an insight onto how how much like gordon he was he was trying to be when he started and then of course he has like a long career of regret because he just kept doing the same thing and he kept lying to himself saying that it didn't bother him. So I really enjoyed that aspect. And ugh, Donald Logue is such a good actor. I could claw my face out. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> this is some of his best work. The emotion that he put into that whole scene and he's all like, let me see your face. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this face. There's nothing wrong with this face. They didn't even do like the whole fake red thing they did when uh, Jer- Jerome got his face punched off. They didn't even do that. And then he, like, the look on his face when he saw that there was nothing wrong with her face was so good. Because <laughs> then he realized it was all, like, a mental, everything was mental. And there was, like, I think that's when he realized he couldn't do anything. Even though he tried. Mm-hmm. And then he shot her, and then he confessed. Oh, I really do love, like, did you want me to forgive you? And he's like, no, I just wanted you to know. And he walks out. That was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to do that. (laughs) How you tarnish that scene with that music? That was a really good scene. (laughs) No, Bullock starts to walk out. And then, like, Jim takes another, like, sip of his whiskey, grabs him, and kisses him just like the end of uh, episode four with Tim and Barbara. Like <laughs> and then, like, two episodes later, I'm pregnant, homeless cop. She said not to ruin the scene, Josh. You didn't listen to her. <laughs> I... <laughs> listen, this rock was rolling down the hill. I couldn't nope. make it roll, roll back up. <laughs> you couldn't have stopped walking. You kicked it. He kicked it off the hill. <laughs> Maybe I did, but gravity took over from there. Ah, well, it was good while it lasted. I like them bringing dicks back. That's like one of the things I liked about this episode. Because again, if you're gonna do extra two episodes where like you can't advance the plot, the best thing to do is like tie into old plots, like you know, bring back old elements. So that was I had completely like. I don't want to say forgotten about that character because I remembered he existed, but I had not like given him any thought in a long time. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> there was that. And I, I like um 
I like him and Bullock, like, when they're talking to each other, where, where he's like, you know, were you okay if I say no? Will that make you feel bad? Yeah. Well, I wasn't. And <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I like the, that familiarity. each other. And I felt bad that he died and that Bullock, you know, that didn't get, like, that closure there. That that was a little sad. Um, I don't have too many, you know, other thoughts on Jane Doe, like, in and of itself. Um, I didn't think that it was funny that like a few, a few times this season we've debated, well, what crimes has Barbara really committed in this episode? She's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> we kill people and bury bodies all the time here at the sirens club. <laughs> and I was like, well, there, go- there goes that argument. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, this, like, this is a you filler know last cops, minute right? episode. So this wasn't actually originally part of the canon, but now it is. <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, this wouldn't have even been canon, but, like, Bullock's like, you know we're cops. Like, you shouldn't be telling us this, right? Oh, and she's like, do something. She's got a point. We can't do anything. <laughs> what do we do? You can't arrest her. I can't. She's carrying my child. <laughs> and there's more, like, you know, like, child support debate. Like, you know, do you really think you're going to be in this child's life? Do you really think you're going to be in this child's life? It's like, guys, guys, guys. This isn't going to be that hard. Neither of you should be in this child's life. <laughs> Bullock should adopt, actually. Uh, maybe not. Shut Bullock. your maybe mouth. Alfred. Shut your filthy whore mouth. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Alfred, but he like made Bruce climb up a hill with a broken leg. So I don't know. I don't know if there's any good parents in Gotham. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's always Penguin. I was just about to say, what about Martin? <laughs> 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 well, Alvarez and Harper could adopt together. Yeah, no, Alvarez and Zaz. Alvarez and Zaz. I ship it. Dude, Zaz would be a great dad. Are you kidding me? He'd take that kid for ice cream, teach him how to like murder people. It'd be great. Zalvarez. <laughs> Zaz. What do we say? <laughs> Zalvarez. Alvarez. I don't. Know. Alvarez, <laughs> I don't I, I, my mind's breaking. Um. And, 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 <laughs> there's many jokes that can be made about like the like you know. Which barber do I shoot? Scene, but <laughs> including <laughs> to be safe, to be safe, I must shoot them both. You don't have to, Jim. No, I must. It's the only way. I have a clean shot. <laughs> Here's an idea, Jim. How about you shoot them in the leg or like the foot or just like non-lethally? I never heard of non-lethal before. <laughs> what is what is non-lethal? <laughs> you mean in the eye? It's, what you do, it's how you shoot before you yell GCPD. GCPD? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I'm going to name the baby Mario. What? Did someone say GCPD? <laughs> this show has a nervous tick okay. with, with that character. This podcast. I love when, um, I love with the two barbers, though. It's like, shoot her, you idiot. And Bulk's like, that does sound like Barbara. He wasn't wrong, though. It did sound like Barbara. Well, when he and, said, and I think um, that. Uh, how do we first meet? Both of them has like they both didn't remember. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was almost a little disappointed because I was like, "Ooh, let's get some backstory." Because like we don't know like a lot about like their lives before like a certain moment. Just that like he met Barbara like out of the army and they got engaged. That's like all that we know. Were they were they high school sweethearts? Wasn't that established in the show? No, no. Bullock like basically like in like one of the first few episodes he talks about um. Like Jim's romantic history, he's like, well, let's see. You probably had a high school sweetheart, then a few overseas girlfriends in the war, and then there was Barbara. 
He's like, you got me figured out. Or actually, he didn't talk like that yet then. He, was he like, visited her when she was 12 years out. old and he was in college. <laughs> she was, he was yanking his collar. I'm so sad you never got to ask him about the smoking. Oh. I, I, gosh, I, I forgot time. all about that. I should have asked him at Pally. Oh. Um, he'll be at MegaCon in uh, May, and there might be. You hate me. I I forgot, and I was also operating on like three hours of sleep that day and stuff too. No excuse, you peasant. Uh, Yeah, because like uh, he was on like was he was on like a talk show last night as we're recording this about I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Like like ah yes, Gotham, the final season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else with, like, that Jane Doe plot? Dix, Barbara? It sure was I, I did like, I did like when they mentioned Clayface, because, like... Yeah, me too. <laughs> and Jim's like, shut up, you know this is different. It's different and you know it. How do we know it's th- that different, really? Because, like, I thought, I, I thought that was a healthy guess. <laughs> I don't That's know. Those were, like, very specific targets. And I guess... And he... then you could also see with the way that he was res- responding to it. I guess the only person that we saw Basil Carlo become was Gordon and nobody else, so. Um, Penguin's dad. Oh, right, right. that's right. But, like, he needed, like, an ice cream machine to, like, do his things. And and I don't think Ugh. Gordon and friends ever found out about Penguin's dad. Like, as far as they know, like, Basil Carlo hasn't been seen since then. I, my favorite part of this whole show is, is, is like, it's the second Basil half. or Basil? My, my favorite part of the whole uh, show is uh, the second Basil. half of season the second half of season two, where it was just strange, Hugo Strange versus the world. <laughs> that was so silly. I was so mad about how little it made sense. But now that I'm in season four, Five. season two looks like really good. I remember Ben McKenzie telling Stella and I, um, like about like how he played like Clayface. He's like, well, as far as Clayface knows, he the only time he ever saw Gordon was when Gordon was tied up in a chair yelling, Stranger, son of a bitch. So he thinks that Gordon is just a guy who like that. <laughs> Yeah, like, he thinks that he's just a guy that yells and stuff all the time. So, like, I want to watch that episode again. And, like, <laughs> I remember, like, before the interview, Stella's like, I'm a year behind in Gotham. Show me, like, relevant clips. And we showed her that Clayface scene. So, like, she was like, got she's like, <laughs> She like slyly asked about that as if she'd been watching the whole um Ben McKenzie and Stella, by the way, went to the same college, just not at the same time. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're closer to finding out who Ben McKenzie really is. (laughs) 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 Um Um feel free to jump in because I got almost nothing else on this. The last thing I'll say is that like um uh uh, obviously, they, they're finished recording. The show is done. It's all over, but but the airing. Uh, and we've mentioned that like these actors are starting getting getting other work elsewhere. Like uh, I I don't know I don't think we actually mentioned this in the podcast, but like Harry and I uh, after we were messing around on you know Q and A, Ben McKenzie is going to be in some show about uh, like America the Bush administration's torture. I, I, say, I think it's like a movie. About like uh, investigating the Bush administration and like you know what Dick Cheney and stuff like this, which is ironic because you know all he does is torture on the show. Uh, Robert Lawrence is going to be in the show on Netflix, You, which I think is already in its second season or about to be. Uh, yeah. Corey Michael Smith is going to be in, in a film, I think. Um, so these these guys, these guys are getting work, which is good to see. Dobby Mazzaus is, go- is like taking time off to go to college because he wants to have a normal college experience. He said, oh, "Okay, that's good." 
but like he, he might change his mind when he gets offered like some big role or whatever. Well, and, and yeah, and, and speaking of moving on, like there's a GCPD um, extra member um, who, who who like posts on Twitter and she's been very, very salty about like the show ending and she blames the CW and like she posted um last like yesterday on Twitter that um Riverdale is getting a spinoff called like Katie Keene. It's basically like Archie's version of Millie the Model. Really? Um, is, this, is, this an actual, is this a new character? Oh, no, 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 no. It's Archie's version of Millie the Model. Like, she's been around for, like, a long time. She's just, like, not, like, as prolific as, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Cheryl Blossom. Um, so that's it, – it's going to be a spinoff of Riverdale, which, oddly enough, like, apparently they're filming it, at, like, at Steiner Studios where Gotham's, like, sets used to be. Like, Gotham's sets were destroyed, like, um, in December and, like, January. And um, the now, filming of, like, of, of, of uh, the, the Haven blowing up was them blowing up the actual uh, sets. <laughs> Well, Haven was on location, but like, yeah, um, and they're like building sets for Katie Keene there, which is weird because CW films almost all of their shows in Vancouver for like uh, because of like tax breaks and stuff like that. Like uh, Black Lightning is in Atlanta, but like almost everything else, like Supergirl, Flash, Legends, like that's all in Vancouver. But yeah, like, the, the whole moving on thing, like Gotham set is now being taken over by Katie Keene. And that was like, oh, they really are moving on. That's sad. Interesting. Um, I mean, I mean, like, like, like so, so. Robin Mazzao says he's going to take a hiatus from acting. Is 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 Karen Mikidova? She's pretty active online. Is she going to be doing anything? Mm. Probably, probably. I mean, <laughs> it's a very dedicated answer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I know. <laughs> what about Karen? I'm, Karen I'm looking through the live red Reddit thread to see if there's any more like funny comments. And there's people like people are guessing Clayface like halfway through the episode. Like, is it Clayface? Killer Croc, Croc like Katie Keene thing looks like um old Patsy. Say what? Like Patsy? Did oh my god, I can't remember her last name. Patsy Walker. Isn't that kind of what she did? She was like a model and an actress, but also a superhero. Um, oh, yes. it, like it, Sex in the City for Kids, another Gossip Girl uh, type thing. I don't know if you know, but Patsy Walker is like one of my favorite characters ever. I do know. <laughs> I just oh. Uh, Reddit got to the part where Gordon says GCBD and they're having a ball. They said, "Oh, the classic," and like they spell it out G C P D. We got a G C P. I'm proud of yeah. Reddit for once. <laughs> Nick, does that mean G C? PD is going to become Harley Quinn. Karen B. Nova, her, her Instagram has it. She's a, it has an image of uh, Aaron Richards in like the director's, or basically wearing like director's uh, headphones. It's like tomorrow's episode, uh, as of this recording, is a special one because it's the last one for us to produce. It was written by Mr. Ben McKenzie and directed by Miss Aaron Richards. It's a doozy, so you should watch it, which is interesting. Bruce is going for the Steve Harrigan hairstyle. <laughs> that was a guy in Stranger Things that had like giant hair. Oh, okay. He shot the pup. Uh, All the right. actress for the actress for Echo is actually really pretty without all the makeup. Pixar didn't, didn't have happen. a. <laughs> all right, so that was nothing. Shot or does anyone have anything that before I go? No. Okay, that was nothing shocking. Next week's episode is called the trial the of Jim trial Gordon. Of Jim Gordon. Order, order in the court. All right. 
After Gordon is shot in an attempt to establish a ceasefire, he hallucinates a trial for his life that could have deadly real consequences. Meanwhile, Ivy, guest star Peyton List, returns and puts her spell on Bruce, leaving Selena to defend herself. Lee has a life-changing moment as Barbara and Penguin consider their next moves in the trial of Jim Gordon. Uh, guest cast list. There is some uh, familiar faces here. Peyton List as Ivy Pepper. Kelsey Griffin as Harper. Anthony Kerrigan as Zaz. He's back for a victory lap. Victory lap. See you around, Jim. J.W. Cortez as Zaz's sweetheart. Detective Alvarez. <laughs> Hunter Hunter Thomas, or no, Hunter Jones as Will Thomas, the boy who can't, like, sleep without breaking his arm. The boy who also Wait, died. Wait, can he explode? <laughs> um, well... <laughs> <laughs> he's back and he's the new ventriloquist <laughs> I did explode but I woke up in the morgue and I patched myself up and I found this hey, they brought the badge um, they brought the badge he's supposed to be dad um, it, it, the, the episode description says that most of this is Gordon's like hallucination trial dream so keep oh okay yeah, yeah. Is Mario coming back? Does he shoot him again? Oh. <laughs> 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 I a kid dream. A girl can dream. Julian Gamble as judge. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, that is uh, the next episode, and you know I have not seen the the promo yet. Let's, yeah, let's all let's all yeah provide the link. Yeah. The Gotham Chronicle podcast was filmed before a live studio audience. Da, 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 ah. da, da. <laughs> yeah, it's like an upbeat sitcom version. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sit on it, meathead. <laughs> I'll make it short. You have to snap out of Ivy's spell. Ivy's giving me a purpose. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Goats. <laughs> we stand legends. I like it. It looks like it's good. And this is uh, two of two of the filler episodes, right? This is two of two, and this is the last one shot. And um, it's... <laughs> They they spoiled the ending for this episode like back in December because everyone was like posting like the last shot of Gotham ever and like the last shot is like a pivotal moment in this episode that like even though this is a film I don't watch stuff the graves of Bruce Wayne Selena Kyle Jim Gordon (laughs) yeah like even though this is a filler episode there is like a, a big status quo change that they like are able to sneak in there and and that like well. If people are curious what it is, it, it's been spoiled. But there is a status quo change. But yeah, it's it's the last one, the last one. <laughs> and then after that, we have th- well, we have this episode, and then there's four more. Like we have four more, folks, four more. Okay, there's this oh, episode, God. the one after that, and then like we're not going to do this anymore, guys. And you want to make our own Gotham another. show? I thought I thought about doing Batwoman afterwards, but then like I got really really busy with like my online writing work with like DC and stuff, and it's like yeah, I can't do a weekly podcast anymore. 
And like CW shows are like 29 episode seasons. So like, yeah, maybe not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am going to watch that woman, but I mean, honestly, if anyone wants to do the boys with me, what's uh, the no boys? <laughs> I, I hate that comic. <laughs> That's all you. <laughs> uh, Actually, no. No one should do the boys with me. I, oh, we could haze that. <laughs> There's always Pennyworth, but that's like, I, I had, I have zero interest in Pennyworth the show. And is that going to be like an ongoing several season show or a limited series? Please don't it's, tell me it's, it's an show. it's an ongoing show, but it's like I think like an eight episode season or something like that. Um, the hell is when I, I mean, sit down and watch ten years of Pennyworth. <laughs> Me, uh, you have a destiny, Alfred. <laughs> you know, like says this is Dad John Snyder. You know, like you were born <laughs> to do great things. <laughs> the like first season finale, he like picks up a tray for the first time, and it's like suspendous music, like. But anyway, until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. This is John. And this is three Barbara Keens. Shoot the real one or shoot them all. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast filmed before a live studio audience. Ah! <laughs>